Hey guys, welcome to the Debrief after our episode with Chris Berninski. Uh, David, we are super busy, got lots to do. So we're going to jam pack a lot of information mm-hmm. in this Debrief right Talk now. Talk real fast. Talk real fast. Okay. Uh, 2x speed. So mm-hmm. what'd you think of Chris? Uh, the Chris of 2023, is he different than the Chris of 2022? No, he's just got even more things to talk about to make me uh, appreciate him even more. Uh, it's like I appreciated him before we went through this last bull market. And now that we've gone through this bull market, it's like that is the logical continuation of Chris Berniski. I really appreciate it. No, I, I want to like pick uh, your brain, though. Like, how did you think about his reasoning about Solana? How did that land? Um, I It landed better than, honestly, the conversation that we, we've had with uh, Anatoly. Mm-hmm. Um hearing it from Chris and kind of the way he describes it. Um, I get it. Uh, I get more of Chris's take. However, it didn't like, it's definitely not convincing me yet. Mm. Um, so I don't think that we had sufficient time to really talk about the difference between the monolithic blockchain approach and the modular right. approach. Um, I still think that there are some fundamental problems with the monolithic chain approach mm-hmm. where like, why pay for your own chain security when you don't have to? Right. And to me, there's sort of a an economic game here that if you don't understand or if you're not acknowledging fully, um, like, or you don't address in your in your bull case uh, for the Solana ecosystem, I, I, um, I can't see how that's avoidable. And this is, of course, the idea that um, any alternative layer one has to pay um, for its own security. And that's pretty expensive relative to just outsourcing that to a settlement layer like Ethereum, which is what the L2s have the luxury of doing. So like economically speaking, how you compete against that, it still seems like that's major headwinds for Solana. Mm-hmm. I do agree with what he was saying um, in that like behind Ethereum and maybe Cosmos, Solana is the you know strongest development community. But again, there's still the question of, does that translate into long-term fundamental value accrual for Sol, the asset? And uh, getting the economics right uh, has got to be you know, the very first thing that, that, that has to fall into place for me to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I think, I think that's the right reaction. I think the Chris is really just, he said like that deja vu moment. It's deja vu and it's like now, and so that therefore bullish. But I think the thing I didn't hear, and again, we didn't really have enough time to really unpack the whole entire argument, debate about it. Um, so give him credit is that, uh, great. It's great to have a deja vu moment when you see a Solana doing a similar thing that Ethereum did back in 2018. It's like, Oh, like, uh, this is not another opportunity. The difference is that Solana didn't have a bigger, badder Ethereum or Ethereum did not have a bigger, badder Ethereum in the room to compete with back in 2018. It was the only one in the room. It was like, okay. Uh, Bitcoin versus Ethereum is much different than Ethereum versus Solana. As in, if you want to be a smart contract developer back in 2018, you only had one choice. It was Ethereum. Uh, Solana, you have plenty of choices. Um, now, meaningfully, they are different ecosystems. Like consensus at the speed of light is uh, I mean, a great marketing thing. Uh, perhaps it's also true. Uh, but I mean, it's like, what is the difference between consensus at the speed of light versus I mean, when I, I transactions confirm on Arbitrum really damn fast, uh, and so like we're we're the margins on the differences between these two things are are very very small, and going to be even more compressed as we get into zk rollups and even faster stuff, right? And so like there's I I think, and I don't think Chris is doing this, but just to say like oh Solana is Ethereum back in when Ethereum was in 2018, I think is naive, uh, because like Ethereum's got so much more room to grow, uh, and and then also exactly what you said, like Chris is like. Oh, they'll figure out their monetary policy. 
can you figure out your monetary policy while also being a monolithic blockchain? Because that is an unknown. That is unknown. I don't know if that's that is not a known thing. I don't know if that's possible. Yeah, I agree. And even if you take all the, it's too descent. It's it's much more centralized in, in than Ethereum in all these various ways. Even if you take that aside, um, I think a few things that would have to make me bullish that would have to change to make me bullish on, on Solana. One is, of course, uh, you know, I've said this that would make me more bullish if the Solana community persists. That that is definitely it persists in the bear. That that well, is well. If they they have maxis, they have there are Solana maxis yeah. out there who are really mean to me on Twitter, which means that they have a very strong community that's going to persist. I, I'm seeing elements of that, right? I'm seeing yeah. elements of that, and so that's maybe more of a, a bullish type signal. Another thing is, um, are are they uh, open to um, kind of recognizing the truth of their ecosystem? Is that not you know populist blinded? Um, I would look at like the XRP ecosystem or maybe in some t- sometimes at their worst the cardano ecosystem yeah. as being just totally um Naive. blind to kind of counter arguments right. right whereas ethereum i think has had a, a healthy culture of like we respond Checking to the ourselves. critiques yeah. and we level ourselves up so i'd have to see more of that maybe some of that's present then also i would have to see this kind of layer zero effort almost a, a shelling point around hardening the uh the economic uh the economics the supply of um solana and that just does that doesn't just happen right haphazardly i mean i i i think i give bank the bankless movement and many of us credit in 2018 2019 for like working to really harden ethereum's social layer uh and ethereum's uh you know economics its monetary policy and that that doesn't just happen i think it, it takes leadership at the community level to actually make that happen and importantly that was never led by any of the ethereum developers or the ethereum foundation or vitalik right um that was really a community up and i think i would have to see that people like you and me who came in from externally bought a bunch of the asset because we saw it and then created that reality well also brought in imported bitcoin values quite frankly that, that these are this is a value system that um that doesn't seem to be present in Solana. But again, I, part of me wonders, well, am I in that case, am I just doing the, the Bitcoiner mistake of being like, well, you have to do it the exact same way Ethereum did. Right. And if you don't, then it's just, right. may, maybe Solana will have, find its other path to this. But um, it is interesting to me, and this is the part that I, I can agree with Chris on, uh, especially is you didn't say that there's a different science or different economics working for Solana, which is what like what I hear so often from people and does not make me bullish at all. Um, right. it's the same economics of block space sales mm-hmm. and your block space sales have to exceed the cost of producing those blocks. And if they do, then you have a viable system. Now it doesn't mean you're doing that today, but if you're on the track towards doing that, where it's so, so much agreed. of Solana is like free block space and zero dollar transaction i know that's my like that's always been like that's confusing to me because that's unsustainable that's unsustainability i think they have some mixed narratives and mixed messages around that but chris Uh acknowledged that that is the same science he's applying the same economics to ethereum as he's applying to solana so the other the fourth thing that would have to flip to make me more bullish uh on solana is i'd have to see that like those numbers start to move in a positive direction, right? Mm -hmm. The fundamental numbers of how much you're selling 40K of block space today has to be a lot more. And that means users have to tolerate higher fees potentially. Mm -hmm. And then the cost that goes into your security has to decrease. So either the issuance goes down, um, you know, or, uh, you know, transaction fees, uh, you know, go up or something like this, Um, that has to happen. So, I mean, 
I'm not saying it'll never happen. I'm just saying I'm sort of waiting to see. Right. Um, yeah. And to and to give Solana's credit is like buying an asset while its monetary policy is broken is buying an asset which is I mean the the market cap of Solana is minuscule compared to Ethereum. So like the upside's there. Like you buying an asset when with a broken monetary policy, you get a broken monetary policy valuation on that asset too. And yeah. so like the the reward is perhaps substantial for uh, if you are baking in the fact that they might be able to fix their monetary policy. If it happens, if it happens. But, but I don't, hear, so I don't hear that yet about how they're going to do that. I don't see I that. Don't. But that's why it's worth uh, keeping your ear to the ground, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. on this. Yeah. Anyway, that's Solana. But like, look, his Solana thing was in some ways... I don't want to say the least interesting part of that entire episode because um, it was interesting, but right. I just love the way Chris approaches yeah. investing in general right. in crypto. Very, right? very grounded. Very, like, yeah, very, very grounded. Um, you know, his rules for staying uh, sober, the whole coconuts analogy of like, don't fall in love with your assets. Right. Coconuts, um, coconuts, coconuts. Yeah. Like, like coconuts. plant, plant, plant. Do you have a sell plan, David? Let me ask you. I did I not think have every, a sell plan this last uh, this last uh, market cycle. And let me tell you, you, my sell. portfolio reflects that. <laughs> so you you went up and then you created down, right? Do you oh, have yeah. a sell plan? Uh-uh. Um, Although uh, it's not really part of my brand to sell, for better or for worse. I mean, same here, but there is an element <laughs> but if, of like, in hindsight, I would have liked that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, I mean, if I applied this a simple type of formula to the one Chris uh, described, then um, it would be a better position. You're in a better position to buy during these times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so th- uh, just some general great investing advice. And I think crypto, uh, Chris has a very healthy take on on how to approach this space and how to stay sane in it as well. Yeah. I think that's uh, right. What else did you get from this? Uh, I just started, by the way, the uh, Q&A session inside of the premium uh, podcast or the, the Bankless Nation. So people are filling in there. So uh, people who are both attending the Q&A session for uh, my article... Uh, and also listening to this, I am doing them back to back. So that's why we are squeezed for time. Uh, I just love the whole, I mean, you know, the whole psych major in me is like Chris thinks in psycho- psychological terms. Mm-hmm. And that's what markets are. People need to appreciate that more. Markets, the price that you see, the line that you see on a chart is our collective human intelligence, like being monkeys and saying, like, this is how yeah, much stupidity. I value this. Yeah. And so like thinking in those terms, I think is very, very useful yeah uh thinking in psychology invest and and also getting your own psychology straight is uh is equally important going to these markets um yeah uh well he thinks we've already hit the bottom Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. pretty bullish given that he was i'm trying to think of a time where he's been majorly wrong okay so what was he saying about 2021 when was he wrong in 2021 uh he was wrong i can't remember was was he saying during may during kind of that um what happened we had a massive run-up in uh man i'm getting my years confused i don't know exactly what he was what he was saying no i'm now distracted because i need to go to yeah the, you're uh, distracted the Q, i think we should end Q&A it here <laughs> we should end it here uh sorry all right, for having guys. a short debrief but i appreciate people who are also in the q a session all right thanks guys okay bye everyone bye bye ryan